you know, if, if you've got a story, if you know somebody, if you want to be a guest on OC, on this podcast, if you want to get involved in OCJ, if you want to learn more about recovery coaching, if you've got a story, if you're struggling, like anything, just reach out, do it. Is there anyone out there? From Darkness to Life contains the real stories of individuals who found their way out of the darkness caused by mental health challenges and substance abuse. If these stories resonate with you and you or someone you love need help and don't know where to turn, Our Collective Journey is here for you. Please reach out when you're ready to ourcollectivejourney.ca or on Facebook at Our Collective Journey. Good day and welcome to another episode of From Darkest to Life and Our Collective Journey podcast take three. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, welcome. It's uh, the season three opener i guess the opener the uh exciting we have corporate sponsorship now so if you're in the market to buy or sell a house nicole davis real estate that is not uh yeah buy or sell (laughs) um as always we're here in the plugged in media network podcast with our producer dave in my ear um we got damo and we got ryan we got the, it's the old school crew all together. What up? Not much. It's it seems you've different. had two months to talk, like yeah. to think about what to say. It, it seems it, different having all three of us in here. This doesn't happen too often, right? It's cool. Yeah, it hasn't happened probably in a couple of years. Just the three of us. Yeah, since probably the beginning. It's interesting. Should we reintroduce ourselves? <laughs> to each other. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> my name's Rick and I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> uh, my name's Ryan. I am a full-blown addict in recovery. <laughs> yeah, Damien, recovered addict, alcoholic. Yeah. Amongst so, other things. Yeah. Sorry, I'm in recovery too. Yeah. Check mean, the boxes. Yeah. <laughs> you got a box, I check it. So, uh, what's, yeah, it's been, when did we wrap up to June? Oh my gosh, I can't remember. It seems so long ago. June-ish? Yeah, so how many months are we? June, July, August, September, October. Four months. Four, four months. months. Any? Yeah. So what's new in four months? Uh, what is new? Lots. Oh my gosh, we've personally and on the OCJ front, there's a lot of new things happening. We have uh, we have a full blown recovery coach program that's rolling now. Well, let's just start with personally, and then we'll get into program. Oh, I don't want to talk personal. Okay, stuff. you're you can't out. See behind the curtain. demo. What's new with you? <laughs> yeah, tons. You know, to be honest, uh, I haven't even thought about being in this realm for probably over a year now, you know, and so a ton's changed. It was a, I don't want to say it was a great last year for me. It was actually extremely rough uh, with mental health, kind of isolated, did a bunch of stuff to, I guess I didn't do anything to, <laughs> to be. Did the opposite of stuff? Yeah, I, I was resentful and uh resistant and all sorts of things and wasn't good for for the direction i was taking my life and you know thank goodness for my wife and my kids that kind of kept me grounded and kind of kept me you know in a in a place where i was comfortable and content but not thriving uh so yeah in the last you know couple months been working or taking action towards you know getting back to a a healthy place using all sorts of different means, you know, reconnecting to my, my roots of 12 step and making some career or some life decisions, I guess 
would be the the best way of putting it to to set myself up so I can be you know in and around our community a little bit more and maybe make a difference instead of just kind of sitting on the sidelines for a bit. Um, you know, one of the other things that's up is I uh, this is probably the first year where Julie hasn't gotten pregnant again. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to Julie. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, congratulations, Toss. Um, <laughs> Yeah, other than that, no, I guess today things are uh, good. Things are, they're not good, they're great. Good, great. Shouldn't say good. Awesome. Well, it's a delight to have you back. It's a delight to see a little glint in your eye again, and you look like you kind of got a fresh haircut, and looking like a fucking stud as always oh i appreciate it i mean you're no match for my cardigan sweater but <laughs> <laughs> very true give me that cardigan sweater and look out medicine hot <laughs> i was accused of looking dapper today when i walked in the office so that's i don't think i've ever been called dapper no and i don't know if i've said that too often in my whole life yeah you had to pull that out of a thesaurus somewhere i did yeah you're very dapper today <laughs> Maybe this will be the cover of this thumbnail as Dapper Rick. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, get a picture of him with the, with the cardigan on. Oh, yeah, so uh, for me, it's been, uh, it's been busy. It's a very busy summer. I got a nice break. Uh, went down to the States for a bit for the first time since the COVID nonsense kind of kicked in. So we got a good, good holiday down there. Nice, refreshing break. And, and uh, back to work. Um, I guess on that note, that's a big change for me since is, uh, OCJ is my job now. I, I too made some career slash life decisions and, and, uh, you know, rolled the dice and this is, I'm, I'm all in on the OCJ front. So hopefully, uh, no, well, not even hopefully I, I know I won't regret it. It'll, uh, it's already re many rewards just filling your cup right going home mm -hmm. feeling like you've done something and made a change it's uh I, I couldn't be happier with that choice so um it's not so lonely in the office for me anymore i have a friend down there now well that's another new thing is we just got back into our office because mm -hmm. for those of you who know where we are in medicine hat we're attached to the royal so um as you may know the royal isn't there anymore which kind of affected our office space um so we were we were homeless for two and a half months, mm -hmm. I guess about. So now finally getting back into the office and feeling like we're into routines and yeah, I seen Ryan running around licking doorknobs, claiming office space. Absolutely. That's yeah. what I do. That's what he said. I he licked goes, his. I licked it. It's mine. And I'm like, that's <laughs> creepy. Uh, you just, sometimes so, you can't change things. So <laughs> do people know that we're in the compass building and you know, is that something worth mentioning at this point? Well, we just did. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, we are in the compass building. So that's, uh, 662nd street, right next to, uh, the station coffee. House. Everybody knows where the station coffee house is, but that's our home. So, uh, yeah. If you're ever looking for us, that's where at least somebody will be. Um, usually. usually, usually, yeah, we do. We do spend a lot of time not there, um, out in the field with all of the different things, but yeah, it's kind of cool that we all have got an office all together now. So. Yeah, we're not meeting in the uh, Northlands co-op parking lot anymore. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Damo's Garage. We used to have garage meetings. That was the first few were Damo's Garage in the gym. Yeah. Yeah. Writing on the whiteboard. And yep. A lot of Starbucks coffees just <laughs> chatting. Yeah. Uh, no spell check. 
Uh, it was fun. That's the roots. That's where it started, right? Yeah. Didn't most people didn't uh, didn't like Steve Microsoft Jobs and, and those guys start yeah, in their garages. Bill yeah. Gates and and their parents' garage. I think Starbucks started at a McDonald's, didn't it? I don't know. I'm just making shit up now. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, I think we don't have fact checkers. <laughs> That's season four. <laughs> Dave, get on it back there. Fact check that. Uh, yeah, so as for the OCJ front, we got a whole bunch of new business kicking off. We just came off, uh, we put together our first conference, mm -hmm. um, SARCON, the Southern Alberta Regional Recovery Conference, that from all accounts, all the feedback that I got was pretty positive. I'm a little skeptical because there's usually not too many people that'll tell you, you shit the bed. So <laughs> I'm assuming everybody's a little nicer than they actually feel, but, uh, they're actually saying it was a good, it was a good experience. So I'm assuming if they didn't have anything nice to say, they wouldn't say anything. So, uh, I felt it was a success. What do you guys think? Yeah, I do too. And you know, we've been to the, to the mother of all conferences in Calgary. And so we have something to compare it to. And I know it, it turned out way better than I had envisioned. I think the regional one here, it was you know, I think that's how it is with a lot of the things we plan. You get in the middle of it and you start working on it. You start doing all the work to, to pull this off and you forget about how cool it is when it's happening and what a, what a benefit it is to the community and to all the people who attended. And, you know, for me, and I'm sure it was like that for you guys too, you're running around, you're doing different things. You're not really thinking about the conference itself and the speakers. And it's like, oh, we got to make sure all this stuff works good. And we got to sit and talk and photographer and all this other stuff. But yeah, all the feedback, talking to people in the weeks following was amazing. And and I connected with a few people I hadn't seen in a few years that were instrumental in my direction in life. And they were so thankful that we brought that to this corner of the province and exposed people to that message. And it's pretty cool. What do yeah, you think? Yeah, same thing. I, you know, I think it was, for me, it was just the connections to all sorts of different people working in their different organizations who I wouldn't have had contact with, or they wouldn't have had contact with me or us. And so just being able to continue building relationships, you know, I think that was the whole crux of OCJ coming together was just to, to find a way to help. And I think the more conversations that we have, or I have just opens pathways to new relationships, which in turn will, one day uh bear fruit and allow us to help more people so yeah it was cool it was uh i didn't have anything to do with like the planning or organization but just kind of showed up and was able to make lots of connections you know the feedback from you know the people that i know in the community was good they were great they were excited they learned some new things um and they felt empowered i think you know again bringing it to this corner of the province or of the world and having all these people who have done amazing work over the years, just kind of get a new found fire lit with within themselves was kind of cool to see. So yeah. Cool. And on a side note too, seeing your wife there, Rick in just all her capacity, you know, thriving and helping and supporting was really, really cool for me as well. You know, I, I thought that was awesome. Yeah. It, it was it was a bit of a highlight for me as well, just cause you know, she's, she gets to bear the brunt of me coming home and talking about, you know, what I did and who we talked to and what we're doing. And, but she, you know, she hasn't had too many opportunities to actually see it 
in like in its fruition mm -hmm. right so it was pretty cool to have her present and my mom too actually it yeah. was it was pretty cool my mom showed up and uh just to have them you know all the sunday family dinners that we talk about what we did this week and for them to actually get to see kind of what all that work actually translated into was pretty cool yeah i i, I got to meet your mom you know, for the first time that weekend too, and or not weekend that week, and we shared a pretty intimate moment, her and I. Um, you know, obviously, you and me have some history when it comes to you know support, and I've never. It really hit home, you know, the ripple effect of of what helping another human being actually can be, right? And I remember standing in the lobby you know, talking with your mom and both of us having tears and kind of crying, uh, just in support of one another. Uh, it was pretty cool. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Just to see all the world, you know, cause it, it is such a, it is such an intimate thing that we do, right. To as much as it is a, as it's a professional role or like a, you know, an organization, you know, it's still just so intimate, those connections that you make and the impact that it can have and the ripple effect that it can cause. And so it's, uh, it's, I think that's what makes it so special, so rewarding and so valuable, right? Is, is it is that intimate and, and it's not just like any other business I've been in where it's a transaction. It's, it's like so much more than just the transaction between people. It's kind of like a spiritual transaction. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Know, or it's just, unless you've experienced it, it's kind of hard to explain, mm -hmm. but, if you've experienced it, you don't even have to explain it at all. Yeah. <laughs> you just, for sure. you know. Yeah. When I think that goes back to, you know, it reminded me what you guys were just talking about there. And that's that transaction piece. And we talk about it in the RC training and stuff we do. And it's, we trans work on transformation and not just transaction. And when you have those open and honest conversations with people, with people out there, I think that transformation can start happening instead of just, you know, give and take and move on. I like that piece of it. We're actually having an impact in people's lives and it's impacting my life back and forth. Yeah. For it's sure. Cool. And just to see it from, you know, one step removed from the, the interaction with the person, but to see that it's their mother or their father, or their sister, or their brother, or their, you know, coworkers, whatever like that. We never, I never see that, you mm -hmm. know, and to see it and to hear it and to experience it especially from, you know, your mother, um, was powerful, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty fucking cool, man. It's yeah. It just, it's just so, so rewarding. Right. And then it, it's, uh, well, yeah, like you said, you know, if, if, if you've had the opportunity to support somebody to that extent, it doesn't need explaining. And, uh, if you haven't, you should, cause you know, there's, I remember the first time walking out of the treatment center with you. First time we went in there and, you know, I, first time, I guess I, I don't want to say publicly spoke, but like on, on this topic anyway, right. And he was at a treatment center and I came out and just on fire. And I remember Damien looking at me going, I can't remember exactly what you said, but like, it's better than any line of Coke you've ever done. Eh? And it's <laughs> fucking true. Like, you know, it's, uh, and still riding that, like, you know, it's, mm -hmm. that's where it's got Coke beat, right? Is that loses its potency after a while yeah. and you keep chasing that first eye. Like this just, just sustains it, right? If you can yeah. stay, if you can stay in it and stay engaged, like it's uh that's a fire that doesn't go out or doesn't dim. So it's pretty cool. I completely concur. You know, <laughs> just seeing that light turn on and that hope 
come back to another human being and all because of, you know, the pain and the trauma and the sorrow that I went through can now be used for something else. And, you know, didn't see that in my darkest hours, but, uh, yeah. to be able to look back on it and reflect upon it and laugh at it sometimes, uh, I guess that's the gift, the gift of, uh, continual sobriety, you know, yeah. and, um, I hope, I hope, well, I don't even hope, I know that this is where I need to be. Sometimes I forget <laughs> and then it gets pretty shitty for me. However, uh, I always have a place to hang my hat again and I know what I need to do to, to get there. So I just got to get out of my way sometimes. And I guess that's probably true for, for most people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I relate to that. Yeah. And it's nice that I get to have two guys around and tell me to pull my head out of my ass instead of just one. Sometimes it takes two guys to do it physically. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big head. <laughs> yeah. So <clears throat> what about OCJ? What are we doing? What's new? I guess we talked a little bit about the co conference. Um, mm -hmm. the, we've been asked to kind of start looking at the idea of putting another conference together, making not just uh, this one, an annual event, but also expanding provincially and looking at uh, supporting and planning conferences um, in in other regions, um, Red Deer, Grand Prairie, Fort McMurray. So uh, that'll be cool if if that comes to fruition. We're kind of in preliminary talks there. Um, oh, one of the super cool things is with the school boards, I think. Mm. Yeah. Um, I worked with... Uh, a couple ladies from the uh, the Medicinat Public School Board, uh, Ms. Tracy Hansel and Claire Peterson, um, putting a grant proposal together for Alberta Education, and we were successful in getting it. And uh, what that will allow us to do is um, uh, train, support, and educate uh, up to four recovery coaches that we are then going to put into schools. Um, and what, what was what I thought was really cool about the the grant program is it was, it was a regional grant. It wasn't the school board specific, so it was Medicine Hat Public SD seventy six, Medicine Hat Catholic, and the Prairie Row School Division. So we'll have the ability. Um, you know, we we haven't quite laid out what it's going to look like yet. Uh, we just got noticed that the, the proposal was approved, but um, being able to have recovery coaches in schools to support students and and faculty really, mm -hmm. um, we've had the opportunity. Ryan and I. We're in uh, Hat High. What it was like losing time Couple last week, ago? two weeks. Yeah. I don't know. Um, really cool experience. You know, change the messaging a bit. I think as to what our normal mm -hmm. presentations are, to to kind of make it more age appropriate for kids. But uh, yeah, the, you know, I, I had a really really amazing moment with a young girl that came up, talked to me afterwards, and it was cool because the one of the people, one of the staff members from the school is like, man, she hasn't said anything. Like we've known about that situation for years. She's never actually talked to anybody about it. So yeah. it was cool. She's like, I'm sold. Right. So I'm, uh, I'm really excited to see what that opportunity turns into. Um, mm -hmm. You know, that's where I think a lot of impact can be made is, is kind of with the next, not to say that we're like washing our hands and we're writing off everybody else. But I think if we can get in um, a generation earlier, right, maybe we can preemptively, you know, I guess prevention's better than <laughs> treatment, right? So, uh, at, at the least, plant a seed, yeah. right? And open up some doors and allow some communication maybe to be had when it hadn't 
ever been had in this manner, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for that. So we'll be uh, growing the team again, um, looking to hire mm. a bunch more staff. So <coughs> yeah, we're slowly, systematically achieving goals that we didn't even know we had. You know, <laughs> we joke about it quite a bit, but I remember, you know, we were talking about sitting in Damo's garage, right? And like, what's a one-year, two-year, five, ten-year plans? And like, shit, we're like we're off we're we're beyond where we thought we were going to be in 10 years so it's uh or, or pretty close to on par with it anyway so it's uh it's accelerating quick which is it's exciting oh, it's also shitty it means the, the demand's there right which is kind of shitty like ultimately we'd all love to work ourselves out of a job but you know realistically i don't think that's going to happen but it's it's pretty cool to uh see how the community's embraced it and the the private sector's embraced it the government's embraced it and we've got the amount of support that we have is pretty cool. Yeah, it is really cool. And I think I, I love the fact that, you know, when we talk about recovery coaches and, and we've discussed this in depth between the three of us, that this is kind of what we've been doing since day one. We just didn't know what it was, right? And now we kind of have this direction. And with that training, it's all encompassing. And, and you know, just about anybody f can find their spot in there. And what I love about it is that recovery coaching is uh is so diverse that we can build this network of coaches that somebody has a fit with somebody somewhere right mm -hmm. and that's the beauty of getting into the schools and showing people that you know you don't have to be stuck in a box you can talk to a lot of different people and and find a connection somewhere and that lived experience and shared experience is just that gateway to that to that cool conversation mm -hmm. happening which is we've seen that time and time and time again that's the, the catalyst to opening that door to give somebody permission, like you always say, Demo, to, to start talking and share their story and reach out, which is, I get goosebumps talking about it because I've been on that end of it where I'm like, there's a light bulb but nobody has got to this person before. But just from us being present in the room and talking to them, sharing our experience, I greenlighted them to share theirs and you can see the weight come off their shoulders and I'm not alone. And it's, there's no dollar amount you can put on that. Well, there is if you're talking to funders. <laughs> Sorry. Well, and, and just to be that example of what a life of thriving looks like, you know, not just existing, but somebody that's chasing their dreams, doing bigger and better, uh, excited to wake up every morning. Um, you know, I can only imagine if I was in high school and was struggling, uh, what it would look like if somebody like me walked in and, you know, full of tattoos and, you know, somebody that I would want to be, but they were sober. Right. And that was my example of, well, shit, you know, I can live a life where I don't have to drink and drug and I can meet girls and mm -hmm. I can, you know, not that I'm doing that now, Julie, but, uh, <laughs> but well, not now. If I let you this cardigan sweater, we'll yeah. see what's up though. But you know what I mean? Like just, have any example of what you know how a man can show up in this world would have maybe it would have done you know done mm -hmm. me you know a disservice too i guess i don't know uh, i can't really turn back time but you know i guess that's uh not for me to decide it's just for me to show up and kind of just be me um with some more tools and and uh things in my tool belt so that i when somebody does reach out i can support them in the best way that i can right so uh still just being us, I think, you know, nothing more, nothing less, just putting ourselves out there and maybe a more full-time capacity. 
I think one of the really cool things about the whole RC uh, recovery coaching thing is like, you know, if we go back to that first coffee, you're sitting in your garage and we were trying to pick a logo and figure out what we were. And <clears throat> we, we weren't recovery coaches. We had no idea what that terminology even was. Right. Now I remember, uh, I'm sure I've talked about it on here. The first time I heard it, I'm like, nope, that's not what we are. No way. Right. I'm like, I don't know what that is, but I don't like how it sounds. And that's not what we are. Right. There's my whistle. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just the more I get into it and the more education I get, you know, there's, there's been a, for sure, uh, a, a considerable amount of growth. I feel on my part to really be able to, um, really connect with the concept of recovery coaching. Not to say that I had to really be overly convinced. It was just, you know, reframing some of my thoughts and ideas and, but, uh, you know, I, I do, I do wholeheartedly believe in, in what we do and it wasn't, I don't want to say it's exactly what we were doing, mm -hmm. but it's, uh, it wasn't too far off, you know, yeah. the concept of what we were trying to, what we were trying to do is just be there and support and whatever that looks like for whoever needs it. And that's, you know, I guess that's the Coles notes version of what recovery coaching is just showing up and being there to support whatever somebody needs and, and however they need it. So it, it's kind of cool to see, I guess the evolution of myself along with OCJ, I guess, right. Mm -hmm. In, in kind of how that's progressed over the last couple of years from really not having a bloody clue. Yeah. We were just showing up to help. Right. <laughs> well, for me, it's the way I'm reframing it or having to reframe it for myself is it's the same thing I do in 12 step where I don't do the work for you. You know, I shine the light, show you, you know, what needs to happen, but you're going to do the work. Mm -hmm. And for me, same thing with coaching. Like I'm not, giving you the answers, mm -hmm. but I'll shine a light to where your options are. Um, I'm also going to, you know, I'm abstinence-based. So the goal always for me is to get you to that place. Now, you know, there'll be, there's going to be a journey and, you know, this rediscovery of uh, my values within all of this as well. But at least I'm going in a direction, right? Mm -hmm. And and at the end of the day, for me, it's all about helping that individual that the universe puts in front of me and uh, not robbing them of that opportunity to have the experience. You know, I was talking about it today. If somebody would have, you know, if I wouldn't have had all the experiences with rehabs and ADAC and, you know, with 12 step and good sponsorship, terrible sponsorship, all that stuff, if I wouldn't have went through that, there's a couple elastic bands in there too. Yeah. Yeah. That, that one, <laughs> that one worked. Uh, but, uh, if I wouldn't have went through all that terrible stuff, then I wouldn't have the passion for what I'm doing today, which is helping people navigate that with a solid support system, as opposed to me just fucking fumbling forward or sideways or mm -hmm. giving up and not even playing anymore. And just deciding that I'm going to kill myself with drugs and alcohol. If I can, you know, that happened to me. So how I'm not going to rob you of your life experience, but I'm going to try and get you to a place where you don't die. And so that you can get mm -hmm. what you deserve out of life. Right. So that's cool. And what I like, I mean, not to dismiss what you guys said, but it really reframed it for me. Like I see where OCJ started at the table at Starbucks, Demos Garage, Northlands Co-op, all these places, right? And the evolution of it and the growth and the direction. And then I sit with you guys and I see the same kind of changes, right? And I know I see them in myself from day one to 
day, whatever this is and how, you know, being exposed to OCJ, it's grown and it's morphed into different things. And, and the growing has come with everybody involved as well and, and just reframing things and where do I fit and how does this land with me and how does it sit and, and being open-minded enough to, to have the conversations about it. And that's the cool piece that I see when I working with both of you guys, Rick and Damo, that the growth in this room has been wild over the last two years for not just the organization, but personal growth. Yeah. And I think it's just, you know, the organic nature of it. It's, uh, as OCJ grows, I grow, our community grows, you know, even you look at our board, right. And the board, the experience of our board members and every board meeting, at least somebody walks away going, that was really cool. I didn't know, you know, fill in the blank. Right. Yeah. And, uh, just some of the conversations and, and opening experiences and, and, <clears throat> and yeah, like even, even back to the gifts of, of the, um, conference, right. Some of those really intimate conversations that you get to have with people that wouldn't have typically crossed paths with, or certainly wouldn't have crossed paths with, right. Just right. if, if there wasn't some open-minded dialogue, cause there was, there was some, I don't want to say people, but like agencies slash ideas that I'm like, you know, three years ago, I'm like, I don't even want to be in the same room with these guys. And now, you know, I can not only be in the same room, but like have a conversation that we both walk away, if not with changed opinions, at least better informed mm -hmm. of, you know, how did you get to that decision? Why do you believe what you believe? And, and, you know, and, and, you know, a mutual understanding of nothing else. Right. Um, it's been, it's been really cool and really eye-opening experiences, uh, as this whole thing rolls on for sure. Well, that's that old adage, you know, <laughs> change is constant growth is optional. Right. Yeah. And for me, I can only speak, you know, coming from the 12 step realm, I, that is my foundation, but it's also kind of the thing that keeps me stuck because <laughs> I, you know, I only see it one way sometimes and I'm having to reframe and again, grow, right. Uh, to see that the world is kind of a little bit more complex than, than maybe I give it credit for sometimes and solutions always aren't linear. Mm. Um, but the goal for me is always the same, you know, get you to a place of recovered and <clears throat> how we're going to get there. I have to have some tact <laughs> and some patience, um, you know, to just, to love you enough to, to, to just stay, stick with it, I guess is the best way. So, uh, love you through your shitty choices along the journey. Yeah. And yeah. fuck man, take that right back to parenting yeah. and yeah. all of that stuff. <laughs> like, you know, taking this recovery coach course this week and really realizing, you know, it's not about the recovery coaching. It's about me internally growing and then using all of this in every facet of my life to enhance it. Right. Uh, and you know, me, I just like, again, I got to get out of the way, get out of my resistance to things and realize these are meant to happen so that I can just be a better man, husband, father, you know, leader in our community, period. Mm -hmm. Wow. And, and a hundred percent, I couldn't agree more with what you've just said. And I can remember when I, like, I'll never say that 12 step isn't my foundation. Absolutely. It saved my life. It got me to a place where I could start thriving. Right. And then for me, that catalyst was when I enrolled in the college and started taking addictions counseling training years ago. And, and that opened my mind to, holy shit, there's more than just one way for, for recovery. Right. And then just 
letting that snowball and meeting all the vast individuals I've worked with over the last seven years and the stories of trauma and, and abuse and all these horrific things that go into somebody's journey. Now I can see why this, maybe this pathway isn't their pathway. Maybe that pathway isn't theirs, but maybe we can pick and choose and cherry pick certain pieces and, and I can help them find the path that's going to fit for them because it's probably going to be different than mine. And that's okay. But I like what you said is the goal is to better their quality of life. And eventually, personally, my goal is to show them what recovery can look like. <laughs> and then I just sit here selfishly thinking like if three Neanderthals like us <laughs> can kind of grow and reshape our biases and perceptions of things, hopefully others you know, can see us leading by example and also be able to reframe those things that's my like mm-hmm. my hope now some might not and yeah again, we're stubborn old ignorant bastards yeah, for sure that's, right that's, <laughs> that's the goal but if he, <laughs> we you we can know. teach do- new old dog new tricks <laughs> i guess right. so that's you know again it's just supporting those agencies that have been siloed for so long and hopefully having them see that oh okay it's they aren't in a cult or they aren't this or they aren't that mm-hmm. and they're just trying to do good uh, what if we all work together to do good? Well, yeah. How much more success could we have? Huh. Yeah. It sounds like the, the blueprint for a recovery community. <laughs> hey, like yeah. Penetrate silos, break them down and let's work together. And at the end of the day, it's somebody standing there struggling. And that's the piece I always go back to is we can all sit here and and it's being done, right? We all sit and we try to hash out which way is the best way. And this is my agency and this is my program and my format and all this. And at the end of the day, somebody standing there needs help. Who gives a shit? Yeah. That person, we lose track of what all of us are in this to do. And it's to help that person standing there. And yeah. The you, know, you know what the and, first step in their recovery might look like? A cup of coffee, yeah. a sandwich, just a good morning, just an acknowledgement, mm-hmm. right? Just saying hi to somebody, being seen, being heard. Fine day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this, that philosophy that you just spoke of, Ryan, is that isn't unique to just a struggling alcoholic or addict or somebody with any addiction to whatever. That's just like a humankind mm-hmm. concept where just be kinder, help one another, you know, don't step on each other's throats to get ahead. Just the more you help your neighbor, the more successful you'll become, right? And sure. you don't have to fucking stab each other in the back, gossip about each other, not support one another, uh, just to make yourself look good. Just, just help. Yeah. Be of service, you know, and the rest will fall in line. Mm, it's so true. It's cool when you start talking about a recovery community, right? Because I think, I think our, our recovery community, like from an OCJ sphere anyway, started at Starbucks, started in your garage, right? It was like this little organic thing. Slowly, we added a couple more people, mm-hmm. a couple more people, right? So like when I see us building a community, it started with th- three ne- Neanderthals, right? <laughs> and then like just systematically, organically growing and growing to the extent that like we just had 200 people at a conference that I, you know, I think he was <clears throat> in my opening or closing, I was like, you know, welcome to the OCJ family, right? Yeah. Like if you're here, you're on the team, right? So now we've expanded to like, you know, that community's slowly organically growing. Now it's, you know, Medicine Hat, 
Southern Alberta. We're, uh, I guess, you know, to, to let the cat out of the bag, we're looking at it. We'll, we'll be expanding into Calgary and Edmonton this year, um, opening offices in Calgary and Edmonton. So like, it's now three guys in a garage, three guys, well, three guys out for coffee into bringing some spouses along into, you know, our, our first meeting that we had at that, at the hotel there, when we had 18 people in our community show up to 200 people. Now it's Southern Alberta. Now it's Calgary. Now it's Alberta. Right. And like, I've been working a lot with, um, spent some time in, in BC over, over the fall expanding into, and, uh, I'll be in Seattle, um, come September, uh, come January, just, you know, watching this community grow is, has been mm-hmm. pretty wild from demo getting pissed off really. Yeah. Yeah. Think global, act local, <laughs> you know, and I guess that, that's what this is, is, and it's always been for me is just empowering people to be themselves, share their story, get into action in their community. Right. Cause the community doesn't matter what you're involved with. Your community needs you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we need authentic people doing more in the community to help mm-hmm. us thrive. Um, cause everybody's story matters. Right. And, uh, I'm excited that, you know, we have people that aren't even addicts or alcoholics who are a part of, right. Yeah. Because the stigma with being an addict and an alcoholic, uh, pretty pretty intense right and have people in the community that aren't addicts or alcoholics uh interacting with people that are in recovery breaks that stigma down right Mm -hmm. and it's just the more we have that the more likely somebody's is to get help because they don't feel marginalized or you know uh so much shame on being themselves right so yeah that's really cool and it's so true right the one thing I really like, and you know, it's, <clears throat> it goes back to that. We talked about this early on in OCJ. It's going to go where it's going to, where it's going to go, right? Where it's needed, it's going to go. And that's what I love about what we've built here is it was just us three dudes sitting around talking about what this could look like. Did we know? No, we didn't know where it was going to go or what it was going to be, but the demand was there for this authentic connection and helping the next person, right? And one of my lifelong mottos since I got in recovery is, let it happen, right? Don't push or you break it. If I push my agenda, I usually break shit. If I get rammy, I break shit. And the option was there at the start. We could have pumped this out all over the province in that first six months and had signs hanging everywhere and trying to save the world. And it's like, no, that's not what OCJ is. Let's, I love what you said. Think globally, act locally, right? Your community is the important piece. And that's what we started here is build connection in the community, build collaboration with the existing agencies. And Let's strengthen our community. And if it's needed somewhere else, it'll go there. And the demand is, it's showing that it's working here and things are really happening here. And now it's time to look maybe bigger. But I love how it just grew the way it was supposed to grow. Yeah. And even, even looking out in the, you know, our, this podcast was like the original medium for this organization. It was our, our, it was our, Mm -hmm. it's what we were. It yeah. was kind of our identity at the beginning, right? And now it's, you know, not at all to minimize it by any means, right? But it, it's 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 only a part of what OCJ is, you know, with, with the amount of community supports and community program and speaking engagements and, and just all of the things that we've got on the go. Um, 
it, it's amazing to see what even just this has turned into and looking looking forward into the into the podcast year of this season i'm really excited you know we've got uh, some really exciting guests lined up mm-hmm. um yeah it's it's really cool trying to get you know as as that community grows and those experiences grow the the stories that we get exposed to the the people that want to reach out that want to participate that want to share their stories grows too so it's uh it's pretty exciting to see what this i'm really pumped about this year not that i wasn't the last year the mm-hmm. year before but you know every year i get a little more excited to see what what what's going to land on our plate this year yeah so with that, I know we're we're not as long as we're we're not running as long as we normally do. We're gonna have to wrap this up pretty quick because we got shit to do. Well, yeah, evidently we're busy. We're actually running a training program right now, uh, recovery coach training. So we managed to sneak away for lunch so that we could get this done while all three of us are in the same room. So, um, parting thoughts, demo. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm stuttering and stammering. Uh, I'm excited and I'm also fearful <laughs> to be back in the mix, right? Uh, I guess anything worth doing has some kind of risk or fear toward, you know, in it. And for me, uh, getting back invested is where I know I need to be and it's where I get my most fulfillment. Um, however, it's, it's scary, you know, to to have to work on yourself fuck working on yourself is hard right and and, you know at the end of the day i want instant results but i i forget that it's part of the journey too right that makes me me that makes me able to be a valuable member of ocj and where we're going right i think at the end of the day this all started for me because i i just wanted to stop people from hurting themselves right i I wanted to be a catalyst of change and you know i think uh i think we're doing that you know um sometimes i forget i'm part of a team and that uh i don't have to do everything on my own and if i'm struggling that uh, i got two brothers sitting in this room that'll help me right um i just have to be the one that admits that i'm struggling right <laughs> i guess that goes for everybody out there mm-hmm. that uh you know it doesn't matter where you're at um you're not alone right and as we progress as a an organization and as a team it's still with that that singular goal of helping that person that's out there that's struggling um because they matter right Mm -hmm. um so that's my parting thoughts you know we're into the third year of this thing of ours um and it's only gonna grow so that we can help more people um nothing more nothing less yeah that's i think you summed up my thoughts as well at the end and it's you know this is gonna go where it's gonna go and it comes with growth because the demand is there and i always go back to the thought of what you just said right how many more people are gonna get helped and it's not about look at what we started and look at how big this thing's got really who cares our first thing was like let's stay anonymous right if it would be cool if nobody knew who started this and that's where we were at before and that mindset i bring all the time it doesn't matter if my name's on it your name's on it your name it doesn't matter whose name is on it how many people are getting help that's the big piece that gets me out of bed every morning i'm like let's go let's see who we can help today because there's nothing more rewarding in this life personally for me than helping the next person and 
I inadvertently get help by doing it. So it's a win-win and let's keep rolling. For me, I'd just like to uh, thank our listeners, really. I mean, you know, um, if it wasn't for people, there's been a few times that I know I've pondered and like both quietly internally and vocalized it to you two, like, fuck are we doing is this even worth it like you know it's a lot of effort it's a lot of frustration at times right and it's like are we going anywhere is this doing anything are we actually helping and uh and the messages and the support and the and the outreach that i've seen from the community like there's no doubt right and uh if it wasn't for if it wasn't for the people in the community the people listening the people stepping forward and asking for help like that's Mm -hmm. the hardest thing man right like (laughs) thank you you know if you've been brave enough or you're even listening to this thinking about maybe one day i'll reach out to those guys do it right it's i i can't i can't say enough how uh how much you know that even goes back to that ripple effect i was talking about right like I remember when I, when I first reached out for help I mean, Damien was the guy that was there, right? I didn't see any value in me, right? Mm-hmm. Let alone, let alone where we are today, right? And not to like say I've got exponential value or anything, just the value of my life and my story and my ability to then be there for somebody else, right? Um, yeah, just, you know, if, if you've got a story, if you know somebody, if you want to be a guest on OC on this podcast, if you want to get involved in OCJ, if you want to learn more about recovery coaching, if you've got a story, if you're struggling, like anything, just reach out, right? Like we'll, uh, we'll find a spot for you. And, and so many times I've said it on here before and to people, right? Like, I think one of our biggest, our biggest issues is humanity is uh, undervaluing our own story. Right. And it doesn't mean you need to be an arrogant dick about it, but uh, there's value in, in, in our suffering. There's value in our story. There's value in our experience and, and sharing that with the community, just so you have no idea who's going through what and, and, you know, something you might have thought is mundane or everyday and just part of your daily struggle, a daily routine might be crippling to somebody. And just to know that there's somebody else out there dealing with it could, uh, you have no idea what that could do. So that's my closing thoughts. Well put. Welcome to season three. Hopefully we don't completely shit the bed this year and uh, blow this thing up. But uh, <laughs> here's to hoping. Here's to hoping. Uh, that's a good spot to end that one. <laughs> the end. <laughs> Wish us luck. From Darkness to Life is an Our Collective Journey podcast. These are the true stories of struggles and triumphs against addiction and mental health challenges. If these stories resonate with you and you or someone you love need help and don't know where to turn, Our Collective Journey is here for you. Please consider supporting OCJ by visiting ourcollectivejourney.ca and clicking donate. All proceeds go to supporting the health and wellness of people in our community. Hosted by members of Our Collective Journey. Produced by Rob Pape. Engineered, edited, and directed by Dave Cruikshank. From Darkness to Life is a plugged-in media network exclusive. Thank you for listening.